Welcome to the Warner Brothers Podcast. My name is Keenan, joined by my brother Kyle as always. Kyle, how's it going? I'm great. How you doing, Keenan? I'm good. I'm very good. Uh, week three of the NFL... It feels weird to already be at week three. It feels like it started yesterday, but it feels like so much happened because that's just the NFL for you. Every week's a saga. So I just, I'm excited for this week. Yeah. I mean, you know, football season always truly starts the second week of September. And then, you know, yep. before you know it, you're already to the holidays. Um, so, I mean, football season mm-hmm. really carries you through from, you know, really the last quarter of the year, those last three, four months. So. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's before you know it will be in October. Football's beautiful, be- and you know we'll be mm-hmm. we'll be moving on from that. You know, be in November, then December, and then yeah, before you know it'll be the new year. We'll be moving on to basketball, playoff baseball, uh, playoff WNBA is going on right now, which I've been paying attention to because obviously I'm trying to get into the WNBA even more than I already was. So everything's been sports right now. Like this is like the best. This and then the February to April is the greatest stretch of sports like this, like right at the beginning. And then you have, cause that's super bowl into March madness into the NBA playoffs. So it's just, just like a perfect. And then NHL, if you like the NHL to perfect. Yeah. Time. I'm, I mean, look <laughs> like the, the NBA, it's like, it's like my golden child at one point, you know what I mean? And uh Yeah. I probably said this last year too, but like training camp starts in like two weeks and I couldn't be less excited. Like I'm just, I need more time away from the NBA and away from basketball. I just need more time. I mean, it's, I've mentioned it on here, like how toxic NBA fandom is and just like all I've heard still is just like Dame Lillard, uh, who's next on the trade block, like Giannis and the Knicks. Like I'm just happy the NFL is here and, you know, I just need a few weeks. Yeah. If I didn't watch the NBA till like Thanksgiving time, I would be okay, honestly. But hey. it, I mean, as we've said, cut it to sixty-six. Start it the week before December. Have then have the NBA season really begin at Christmas time. End at the same time. So that's for like when people who do the Olympics, you still get a break in between. That would make sense, but. We're not Adam Silver. We're not the commissioners. We don't run. Well, what's worse is like four years ago, maybe more, but I think it was about four years ago, they moved the season up two weeks. So now it starts like mid-October versus it used to start like on Halloween every year. Now it's mid-October and there's just no need for it. I don't know why they insist on going head-to-head with the NFL. Um, I've got some hot takes about the NBA as a league in general, but maybe we'll save that for – for NBA time because they're not we'll, the most positive. We'll save it for NBA they're time. Not the most positive. We'll save it for NBA time. And here's the thing about the NBA before we get right into ba- uh, football. Every single year, I feel the same way. And then once basketball starts, I'm like, oh man, it started. I gotta watch it. You know what? <laughs> like, I'm like every. That's year. how I felt last year. And then three weeks into the season, it was like, oh cool, I'm about to watch Sixers Celtics. Like, can't wait. Oh. Embiid's not playing. Okay, or right, I'll watch the I'll watch the yeah. West Coast game. It's Lakers Suns. Oh, Book's not playing. LeBron's not playing. Anthony Davis. Okay, AD's out. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> yeah, know. I'm still yeah, I'm still jaded towards last season. But you know, maybe these uh the changes in the CBA the you have to play 65 percent of your games or or 65 games I believe it is sorry uh, to be eligible for mm-hmm. awards. Maybe that'll change some things. 
I'm a little skeptical. And not two stars can't sit. Yeah. Uh, it's funny to me because they've yeah. tried to make changes to uh, load management. It seems like two or three times over the last 10 years and nothing's really stuck. So I don't even know what to make. We'll of it. see. But let's let's go to the NFL because I'm already just getting. I was going to say, let's get to the more important league right now. Uh, the better league right now. So Thursday, about a couple hours from now, we've got the New York football giants playing the 49ers in San Fran. Time so out, time uh, out. We, did you want to go before through? Before we get to these games. Oh, you. Uh, okay. What was our record last week? I want to know. So last week I went nine and seven, you went eight and eight. So I'm right now 19 wins, 13 losses. You are 17 wins, 15 losses. So we're two games out right now. We're in the ballpark. We're in the ballpark. Yeah. I mean, one, I mean, typically we have like five or six games that we pick differently. So one week, one big week could sway either way. I can either get up big or you could get up again. So it doesn't take much. Anything you want to get off your chest before we get into these picks? Anything, whether it's football, whether I, you know, actually, let's do one thing before we get into football. We didn't talk about this. Uh, first of all, Drake was supposed to be dropping tonight. That's now October 6th, but he did drop Slime You Out. It got moved back it again. Did. I didn't know it this. Did, October 6th. Uh, so, what did you think of Slime You Out with SZA? It wasn't what I was expecting. The first time I listened to it, I was like, eh. The more I've listened to it, it's grown on me a little bit. I like it, don't love it. I would say the same. I mean, it's a good enough song. Like, I can picture just catching it in the background somewhere and being like, oh, all right, you know, this is mm-hmm. a vibe kind of thing. But in general, I was definitely expecting more, especially with Sizz on the record. Um, yeah. I almost think I almost think he shouldn't have dropped that, like just waited the album but then again i think it should have been a better song anyway whether with you know with SZA yeah especially um so i'd agree i like it i don't love it it sounds like uh get along better with your friends part two the song you had with ty dollar mm-hmm. clb is like the yeah. cadence that he's singing in it sounds a lot like that but i don't know i don't know look i mean i would have loved him i would have loved him actually like more so rapping on the song and not going, I mean, the month scheme that he had was fine. What? Going through January, blah, blah, whatever, February, like, whatever. Like, I just, I'm looking for this now, like, I'm looking for Drake to go. And, like, that was good. And I thought if he was going to drop something, I would have dropped, like, Kind of like a 5 a.m. in Toronto type of song, like whatever, 9 a.m. in Dallas, something like that and been like, this is how I am. This is how it is. But apparently that's probably not how it is. So like he didn't drop that. Yeah. Because he dropped it because his name SZA was on it. Like the name SZA was on it. So Drake and SZA together. It's like, oh, my God, you got like the biggest female act out right now, plus the biggest male act pretty much out collaborating this is gonna be great and for that it was lackluster but i don't think it was a bad song by definitely not a bad song but um but i do think it's out of the question now you said you like you wanted the rap and rapping album from drake again i think that was her loss i think that was her loss and i think i mean look the two songs from this that we've seen drop or heard is the song with SZA and search and rescue which are very much not even r&b they're very much like 
hip hop auto tune, very much what you get from like a a Gunna or or some other guys. Travis, Travis Scott. you know. I mean, not like not production wise, but sure. Like, but still, yeah. still that trap sound mixed with more singing. So I don't. I guess we're gonna get that. I guess it'd be more in the R and B vein, but I guess we don't really know. You know, <laughs> it doesn't seem like it's gonna be rap though. I guess from those first two, but who as, knows? As long as I get a time and a place track, I'll be okay. Maybe, maybe. I, I just I need one time in place track, and let it be between twelve a.m. and five a.m. Like let it be between twelve and six a.m. Like give me an a.m. track. I don't want. Even though the PMs are fine, like I want like a twelve. I want you to be late night, like in just like out on the water, and then give me a track. That's what I'm looking for. That's what I hope for. This has been a pretty good music but, year overall, but mm-hmm. you know, the more I think about it, the people who are supposed to be the heavy hitters in the in the industry, I guess, aren't really carrying it like like 10 years ago. And I don't want to be that guy that's like, oh, you know, shit was better 10 years ago, 20 years ago, 15 years ago, da, da, da. But I mean, there's really the artists that are supposed to be your but biggest even- artists, which would be like Lil, mm-hmm. Lil Baby. Um, as we said with SZA, SZA, you know, waited four years in between to drop. Cardi doesn't drop albums. She drops singles. So a lot of it, there's not much substance in today's music. I mean, there still is substance if you look for it, but the heavy hitters aren't carrying the torch the way they should be in my opinion no and like think it like the heavy hitters now were like kind of the younger ones but they were still carrying the call like 10 years ago if you think about it you go all right kanye 2010 you got drake 2011 you've got kendrick 2012 you got drake 2013 you've got j cole 20 like all of it like all the heaviest hitters are there dropping a project every couple of years so you have something to really look forward to or all of them are they're dropping within like 16 months plus then you have them on features together like they ready j cole and kendrick at like you have features together with them too so it's like all over but they're not oversaturating you it's just like enough to be like oh wow and then obviously you think 2013 you think of bt cypher kendrick you think of control kendrick you think of just like all of these different things from these big artists. And then now obviously those are still your biggest artists. Plus then you add in little baby, you add in future, you add, I mean, future was popping then too, but future. And then you add in some young thug, some of these other artists too. And it's like, they put out music, but it's like, I don't know. It's you're right. It's not the same. And then this long wait period between everything is kind of, Makes it a little. Well, I think the case with like, lie. like what the last two years, we've been really sold on like the biggest artists are like Dirk, Lil Dirk, Lil Baby, mm. Gunna kind of had his thing, but he actually dropped a really quality project this year. But like, Baby really hasn't switched up how he makes music. He makes a lot of similar songs, and it really doesn't sound as hungry. Like he's definitely got the rapping ability. Dirk mm. to me makes a lot of the same music. Uh, I think Dirk, I think I said was with Brandon Petty when we reviewed the Travis Scott album, I think Dirk's a tad overrated. Yeah. I mean, I never really like I thought I just said baby like makes a lot of the same music, but I think Dirk's music, whether he's featured on a song or whether it's his own music is a lot of the same shit to me, uh, whether that's good yeah. or bad. You know, I think some of his music's all right. I don't love Dirk by any means, but, you know, I think a lot of his music's the same. And then. 
you know, I think I think Cardi holds it down for the women, but again, she I don't know if she'll ever drop an album again. She seems very content with just dropping singles, and they are very successful for her. Let's not get it twisted. Like everything she drops is fucking like diamonds and gold as far as success goes. Um Yeah. So I don't know, it's a weird time for music. Like you said, a lot of the old guard like Drake, Future Kendrick, Cole, uh Travis even, Nikki. Nikki. Like Nikki's dropping in November. Like they're all gonna mm-hmm. be big albums and they're all gonna be it's all gonna be big every time it drops, but it obviously doesn't hold the same weight as it did ten years ago. Um but it yeah. do, still does to some degree. But the new guard, it was supposed to be the baby, little baby, Dirk, and it feels like they're already kind of phased out. It's a really just weird time for music. Uh R and B seems to be doing okay. Yeah. But I don't know, yeah. hip hop is in a very weird place. Which it has been for quite some time, but it's really weird. It's probably because of playlists, in a sense, kind of because you're kind of just like streaming. That definitely has something. I think to people do with are chasing. It. Yeah, I think people are chasing streams and they're chasing places so like either people are not putting out music at all, or they're just putting so much music out in abundance, but they have so many similar songs to where like, okay. I'm gonna put out. I can put out an album of 23 songs. If three of them catch and stream, then I'm gonna do numbers and I'm gonna do well. So it's like, it's kind of weird. But like when I say like Kanye, for example, even I mean Kanye obviously dropped Donda 2021 and that was great. So like I no problem. I mean Kanye's still doing that kind of thing. But like when you would see Kanye drop, you'd be like, oh my god, he, like he's not doing it for sure. Like whatever he's putting out, it's because he loves the music and sometimes these newest newer artists love the business and maybe or love the money they can make or whatever they do, but they doesn't always feel like they love the music, which sometimes can hurt the quality of it. You get more quantity from people, but you don't get the quality. Well, I think that's to. been the argument with Drake. Some people would say over the last six to seven years. Yeah. I mean, you know, you talk about the mm-hmm. long albums and playlists. I mean, that's really what Drake went for. What post post views or even I mean, views the long album too. Uh, probably, probably post. I mean, it really started. Post I mean, he, if you're reading this, it's too late. Probably for Drake. And yeah, I was gonna say because views was like a certain time period, and then more life. He literally said was like a playlist. Like that was that, and then that's kind of just how he's been moving ever since. Yeah. So I mean, that's always the case for me when it comes to the Drake Kanye argument. Is I think Kanye has always put a little more into his music, which Drake definitely puts. Yeah. Like I said, like no matter what, even if Drake's albums aren't a nine or 10 out of 10, he's always going to have four or five songs on that album that are a 10 out of 10 or a 9.5 out of 10. You know, he's always going to give you top quality Drake. Question is whether the album is going to beat that. So I'm skeptical when it comes to for all the dogs. Uh, See, I I was, I was hopeful and I thought I was just like, I, I just had this feeling. And then the first single really came out and I was like, you know what? Maybe it's not that. <laughs> maybe maybe I'm just like reaching tell. too much, and it's just not that. But we'll see. Maybe Time that's just and like, again. I, I I say that, and her loss is still know. one of my favorite Drake projects. You know, it's a Drake and Twenty One project, but mm. I thought that was very quality. So, but we'll see yeah. when it comes to the solo Drake record. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what he does. All right. Okay, that's football time, pick time. Let's do it. Thursday night. All right. Uh, do you have the spreads? 
Yeah, to start, we get the Niners at home, favored by 10.5 against the Saquon Barkley list Giants. Uh, I got 28 to 12 Niners. We're going to get right into it. I don't, yeah, I don't I see did. the Giants competing with the Niners at all. Even if they had Saquon, I'd, you know, I'd still have the Niners up by two scores probably. Uh, they would be able to move the ball a little better. But, I mean, that's really, in my opinion, all they could do and hope for is, you know, run Saquon into the ground, feed him the ball on some screens and shit like that. That's really all I could expect for them to do against the Niners. Um, I think the Niners run away with this. No IU tonight for them, but I don't think it matters at all. They're at home. They're in a rhythm. They're in midseason form. Uh, barring anything crazy, they're going to blow the Giants out. The Giants just cannot compete with upper echelon teams. And the Niners are probably the best team in the league right now. Yeah, if not, they're either definitely top three, regardless of how you feel about Dallas, how you feel maybe about Miami, whatever. Um, Philly obviously hasn't played the greatest, but they're still great. So I'm 30 to 16. I'm in the same ballpark as you. The Giants lost 40 to nothing, and we're down 20 to nothing against the Cardinals. They came back and won the game, but again, the Cardinals, we all, um, 80% of people probably assume they had the number one pick going into this year. So, yeah, there's not much really to be said. Mid-season form, uh, 49ers, even though they're missing a great weapon in Ayuk, but the Giants are missing their best player. There's not much to really say. They're gonna, it's going to be over route. Should be. Should be over Should by be. half. Should be over, but, I mean, it's football, so, like, maybe Purdy throws a couple picks, they go in lazy, Daniel Jones gets a few big plays, they go up, and then something happens, but... I, I don't see that at I don't see it at all. It's just, but it's football and it's any given Sunday, obviously it's Thursday, but you never know. Crazier things have happened. In theory, but yeah, this Giants defense isn't too great. They looked aggressive and better in that second half against Arizona, but this is the Niners. They're a different beast. They're gonna walk their way to three and up. Yeah. Uh next we got yeah, the Titans should. at the Browns. Browns are favored by three and a half, which I don't really agree with at all. This is one of the more interesting games of the entire week to me. Uh of course the Browns unfortunately lost uh Nick Chubb Monday night against the Steelers on the goal line. One of the more gruesome injuries you'll see. Yep. It's like your yearly what do you call it, compound fracture type injury. What was yep. the actual injury he got? What was the, I never actually saw the final diagnosis. It doesn't really matter, but he'll be back next year, we hope. Multiple ligaments torn, multiple ligaments torn, and something wrong with his knee. I don't know the exact, but all I know is if you just put, like, knee, thumbs down. Like, that's pretty much what his injury was. Whatever is going on, ACL, PCL, MCL, patella, femur, like everything probable something within there which just, he had torn previously no. his, <laughs> his, he torn his pcl and mcl previously i don't know if it was the same year that same leg same, damn i mean 2015 i think it was and it was the same leg and he'll be back but man it just sucks uh, i mean we'll talk about like the cowboys and Diggs injury but like you know weirdly as important as he is to their team that does not kill the Cowboys. Whereas yeah. the Browns, if they had any contender hopes at all, this is the one guy they couldn't lose. This was literally what the offense centers around. And especially if you look at Same. Deshaun Watson this year, who does not look great at all. Um, 
They could mm-hmm. not afford to lose Chubb. So it's just a no. shitty injury all the way around. And he's very fun to watch. So we lose the Browns. Same lose. thing with the Giants. What you mean? Same kind of thing with the Giants. If they lost Saquon, they're done. Doesn't matter. It's almost more important that they lose Daniel Jones and Saquon, you could argue, depending on who you can fill sure. in there. Sure. I mean, but, but the Giants don't have Super Bowl. Yes, Cleveland, three and a half. I was going to say the Giants don't have Super oh, no, Bowl no, aspirations. No. The Browns do. The Browns could not lose Chubb. Uh, at all for their contender hope. So it's going to be interesting. I am. What's no, your pick for this week no. with this Titans Browns game? Cause this is literally probably the most intriguing matchup to me of the week. So I do like Jerome Ford. He, he definitely gave a spark even before Chubb. He was kind of given a little bit it's of got a some spark. Pop. It's um, got some pop to him for sure. Shit, uh, they obviously got Kareem. Yes, they got Kareem Hunt. I don't know if he's playing this week. If there's a position you can just hop into, it is running back. Um, I do have Cleveland winning this game, though, and I have it in like a 21-19 to game. I think it's going to be low scoring. Cleveland's defense has been playing electric. They've been very – it's been high power, high high velocity style defense, and I think that that's going to continue – Ryan Tannehill depends on what Ryan Tannehill you get. You get week two Ryan Tannehill, but that's the Chargers defense, which seems to just be laying eggs for some reason. Don't know why. And then obviously you have Derrick Henry, but really it's going to be a battle of the trenches. I think the Browns can come out on top of it. I have a low scoring game as well. I have 2017 Titans. Um, You mentioned Ryan Tannehill. Look, this Browns defense is no joke. It's a Super Bowl defense. It's a hard-hitting defense. Um, I want to say I heard a stat yeah. today where they haven't even allowed anybody in the red zone yet. Something like that. It's some crazy stat. But it almost doesn't matter if Tannehill plays good or bad because Deshaun Watson is ass right now. Like He cannot throw the ball outside the numbers. Uh, literally, the only thing he can do that I'm confident in is like escape a sack. And even once he leaves the pocket, he seems like a half step slow compared to what he was two years ago. Um, but just grabbing face masks. <laughs> yeah, two face masks in one game. I don't, I don't know if I've ever seen that. Um, it's crazy. I don't think like I truly don't think like it'll be like week ten before we see anything out of Deshaun that resembles something for Houston, from his Houston days. Uh, and really, who knows if he doesn't by then? Then you're really scared if you're a Browns fan because you are really committed to Deshaun in a way that's that's questionable to begin with but uh I don't see it this um, week this Titans team's good this Titans team has a good defense their offensive line sucks which is again that's where your quests mm. with Tannehill will come up but they do have Derrick Henry yeah. uh, if they can produce any sort of movement of and just control the ball they should do okay against the Browns and I just favor Vrabel over Stefanski in this regard. So 2017 Titans, but it is a coin flip game. Absolutely. Hmm. More than fair to more than fair. Vrabel's definitely the better coach. Um, so real quick. Now thinking about it, we've possibly seen if Deshaun keeps on this path, two of the worst deals in like NFL history within the last like four years. If Russell Wilson continues to not be great, the Seahawks got, Arguably, you could say the better quarterback in Geno Smith, the way they've been playing over the last season, a little over a season. And then plus got all that draft capital. 
And then you've got the Browns who got or the Texans the Texans who got all that draft capital plus they getting off and then the Browns they traded all of that and then they gave Deshaun still has 134 million as of right now guaranteed to him. And if all like you can't move off him, it's just like everything, like regardless of what happens, like everything's guaranteed. So it's just so like maybe they may have made almost a worse move than the Broncos did somehow. I don't even know how that's possible, but they yeah, might the have. Broncos can at least probably much- get rid of Russ after like next year or something like that. And the jury's still out on Russ. Yeah, you at least got Sean Payton there. Um, they didn't put, and he hasn't looked terrible. He hasn't looked terrible. He looks better than last year. I mean, we can at least say that. Uh, he looks better than last his year. His decision sure. making is bad, and he's definitely lost a step as far as quickness and all that. But Sean's lo- Sean's yeah. lost a step. Didn't play for two years. Uh, is on a contending team that wants to win right now, and they lost their best player, uh, or best offensive player yeah. at least, and just does not. Yeah, their best offense does player. not look like he can throw the ball outside the numbers at all. Like he will still just throw you a ground a one hopper. You know, if he's got to go eight to ten yards, so. I don't know. But again, you know, if he finds his rhythm, I think maybe later in this year, if they can just steal wins, uh, maybe they're okay. But again, time, a lot of time will tell. I don't think we're going to know here in weeks, four, five, six. But yeah, it's not looking good for the Browns. No, it's not. But yeah, I have the Browns 21-19. I think that their defense is that legit that they they can get a W against this Titans offense, which is lackluster, but can muster up something. Vrabel's such a good coach that he can manage. If they had, uh, if they had Chubb, game? I'd agree with you. But without Chubb, I just don't see it. Uh, next, this game open as a pick This is going to be an insane so. game. This is my other favorite game of the Sunday slate. Uh, Chargers at the Vikings. Vikings are favored by one and a half. And I'm going to roll the Vikings here. Uh, let me find where the hell I put it down. I got the Vikings by 327-24 against the Chargers. Uh, 0-3 is a death sentence. That'll be a theme that'll be coming up here throughout these games. We got a lot of 0-2 teams, some facing each other, but we got a lot of 0-2 teams. I need win. This one's a do-or-die game, and I got the Vikings at home. Uh, they got Brian Flores as a defensive coordinator. They're going to be blitzing. Minnesota's not exactly an easy place to play, and Kirk Cousins has been playing lights out low-key. Uh, no, those first two games, there's two losses, but those were two winnable games and he's been playing top notch football. So I'm going to roll with the home team here. Wouldn't be surprised. Obviously if the chargers win, I think this is going to be an absolutely chaotic and insane game. Probably nothing normal will come out of this game. Uh, wouldn't even be surprised if it ended in a tie here, but I got the Vikings. So I think this is going to be a high scoring game. Um, you've got the Chargers who have the defense to stop people or have the talent to stop people but don't seem to know how to. And then you've got the Vikings who don't really have all the full talent to stop people and they don't really. So I've got this 30 to 27, but I do have the Chargers on top. I think that they're just a more talented team. Again, they can lose any game, but like I just think they're a more talented team. I do think Justin Jefferson – He's already gotten a buck fifty in both the first two games. I think the over under on him should be, it won't. It'll be set at like a hundred and five, but it should could be set at like one forty seven point five, and I would take the over. I think he's probably one fifty plus, but I do have the Chargers winning this game thirty to twenty seven. I would push back on the Vikings 
defense. I don't think their run defense is great, but I think their pass defense has showed some stuff, especially against the Eagles, which the Eagles haven't looked great. I understand that, but yeah, they haven't been ter- they haven't been terrible. I could see them forcing. They don't have the greatest of talent, but they've played they've played better. They've played for sure, hard. for sure. And I like the coaching matchup. I think it favors the Vikings. Um, we all know how I feel about Brandon Staley. Uh, who knows? It's a must-win game. <laughs> it's a must-win game for both, but probably more so for the, yeah. the Chargers than anybody. I feel like the NFC North is still anyone's yeah. division, really, between the Packers, Lions, and Vikings. I think the Vikings have a real shot at it. I really do. Um, if you want, we can move on to the next game, though. Our Patriots going to yeah. Jersey to face the Jets. Patriots are favored by two and a half. Where we at? I got the Patriots twenty four to ten. Anytime you got Zach Wilson facing anybody that's close to the Jets level of talent, I'm always gonna pick the opposing team. Uh, Zach Wilson has insanely bad career numbers against Belichick's defense. That he's two touchdowns, seven interceptions. Uh, I think his QB ratings like a, a fifty, maybe even less. He's absolutely terrible. As a matter of fact, the last game he threw for seventy seven yards against the Pats, so no faith in Zach Wilson at all. I've got I've got this game twenty two to seven. <laughs> I think that the I don't think that the Patriots I don't think the Patriots are gonna score all mm-hmm. that much, to be completely honest with you. I don't think they're gonna have to. I think that they to don't. be completely honest with you, I think the Patriots probably have to score one singular field goal offensively and they win the game because I think the defense will probably get you one. I I could I mean I could definitely be wrong, but if the defense gets you one touchdown, I think if the Patriots were to only get a field goal, they would win. I mean, last year's game was almost indicative of that exact same thing. Obviously a punt return at the end to when I think it was thirteen to six, was it, maybe? If I'm wrong something or something like that. Like that. Uh, anyways, we're whatever the score was, it was super low scoring. So twenty-two to seven, I don't see Zach Wilson doing anything. It, those are one, just the matchups where I'm just like, Bill, you have fun. He's literally the worst. <laughs> you have he's literally the time. worst quarterback in the league. And you know the old adage is Belichick versus a rookie quarterback is is a nightmare. Zach Wilson might as well be a rookie quarterback. Every time we face Zach Wilson, it's the same thing. He is literally the worst. They love to push him out of the pocket because guess what? It's like, hey, you get to make a decision now. You get to play playground football. And guess <laughs> what? Probably eight out of ten times Zach Wilson is going to make the wrong decision. Uh, the times he can. They're going to disguise. Go ahead. They're going to disguise every. As I said, they're just going to disguise. They're going to throw like seven or eight in the box early just to make sure Brees Hall doesn't get off. I mean, because Brees Hall has the talent to break a game open in the sense because if he can get going, he can get going. And obviously Dalvin Cook has that same kind of ability, doesn't have the same burst he used to, but still has a lot of burst. So they're going to just stop the run and basically say, here, Zachy, have fun. They'll throw Gonzalez on Garrett Wilson. He did a phenomenal job on Tyree Kill last week. So, I mean, obviously he had safety help too because it's Tyree Kill. But for what you expected out of a – especially out of a rookie in his second game ever, did a phenomenal job there. Garrett Wilson's no slouch either, so – I think the Patriots, they're if they lose this game, the season's over. Just tank. That like if they lose this game, the season's over. Cause they're 0 3 if that happens, and they just lost to Zach Wilson. Season's over. Tank. 
whatever, <laughs> just tank if you lose this game. I don't Can't think you'll do ever see. Can't I don't happen. think you'll ever see a Belichick team Can't tank. Happen. I don't think you'll see that. I no, don't you think Kraft won't. would allow it. You but, won't. Yeah, it is. It is damn near a death sentence, especially if they lose to freaking Zach Wilson. Uh, yeah, no, that ain't good. That shit ain't good. But tank. Just, they're not losing this. They'll never do it. They're not losing tank. to Zach Wilson. <laughs> it's it's damn near impossible that they'll be. Losing they'll be on to Dallas, which should be that'll be an intriguing game. That'll actually be an intriguing game. But qui- quietly, because yep. I mean, this is kind of a cherry pick stat. But since Week 16, Mac Jones has the most touchdowns in the NFL from Week 16 to this coming week. True stat. That's it random. is. But true yeah, stat. Mac. What we got next? Bills Mac. at the Commanders. Bills are a six and a half point favorite. I've got the Bills winning 23 to 28. I think it's going to be a good game. I think it's going to be a fun game. Good vibes in Maryland where the <laughs> where the Commanders technically play, but in the whole DMV area, good vibes. Uh, no Daniel Snyder. Sam Howell's playing well. They got a comeback victory, uh, granted, off an insane Hail Mary that should have never happened, and then they got away with maybe uh, interference on the two-point conversion. But – Good vibes in the DMV, nonetheless. But I got the Bills winning by five, 28-23. I do love the way Josh Allen played last week. Sidebar. That is Josh Allen making extending plays, not doing stupid things, making the right read when he needs to, and then making the two or three no, like five quarterbacks can do it plays is exactly what you mm-hmm. want out of him. That being said, I have Washington 25-24 with the upset. I do think they're 2-0. They're that defensive front, they're like tied for the most sacks in the league. They've been one of they've been sneakily one of the best defenses in the league so far, and they have that capability. Their front's great. So, I think that's going to give Josh Allen some problems. The Bills' weakness would be their offensive line and their lack of a run game. I mean, James Cook's actually been running pretty well so far this season, so maybe he's going to kind of make that a strength of theirs rather than a weakness. But I think Washington can get the upset here. I got them 25-24. to 24. Hope you're right. Hope you're right for the AFC East is concerned. And you know what? I could see it. Um, but I do think there is good vibes for Buffalo coming off that win last week. But, yeah, there's absolutely yeah. – I mean, I think it's going to be a close game. I got it 23-28. But, yeah, there's absolutely a world where mm-hmm. the Commanders are 3-0 and coming out of this game. And the NFC East would be looking extra strong with the Eagles, Cowboys, and the and the Commanders coming out of this all potentially undefeated this week. Because, I mean, Cowboys got Arizona. I'm I mean, say, but – I was going to say, the Cowboys are – we'll get to the score, but the Cowboys, <laughs> right, we both we, have it 3 I don't know about – Philly, just because Tampa's two and zero, we'll see when we get there. But Dallas is three and zero going into the week, so then the Commanders would be three and zero too if that was to happen. Craziness. But we can move on to the one o'clock games. We'll get to Dallas at four. Absolutely. Hold on, let me see this. So we have the Jags favored by eight and a half. Texans coming to them. I have a closer game. I have the Jags winning twenty four to twenty. I think the Jags really need. A convincing win here. I have it close. I do like the Texans defense. Stroud's playing pretty well. Uh, but the Jags, they just really need a convincing win, especially against a division opponent. I think that would get the mojo going 
well there in uh in Jacksonville. I do not like the way they played against KC last week. Uh and really they didn't even play that well against the Colts. They won 31 to 17, but it was pretty stagnant there for a little bit. So Trevor Lawrence needs a big game again just to get that mojo going for the Jags. Uh mm-hmm. so again, I have this one closed 24-20, but I do have the Jags pulling away ultimately. Would not be surprised to see the Texans. I have this game there. 20. I have a 27-20 Jacksonville. I do think if you are a true playoff contender, I understand it's a divisional game, but if you're a true playoff contender, this is a game that you need to have. Not just have like you squeak out a win. I mean, a win is a win, so whatever. But it's one of those games where – even if the Texans, even if the score may be within a touchdown or like 10 points, it's a game where you're like, okay, Jacksonville was winning that game regardless. Trevor needs to look sharp. The offense needs to look sharp. And then defensively making plays when they need to. Getting off the field, forcing third and longs, getting off the field when you have to, especially against an offense that features CJ Stroud, Damian Pierce, Nico Collins, and Tank Dell. Dalton Schultz. Like, not that they've actually been playing pretty decent as a as a team offensively, but that is not a great crop of guys. You should be able to win that game if you're, especially if you're supposed to win the division and maybe can threaten the conference championship game. So twenty seven twenty Jags. Next is the Colts at the Ravens. Ravens are favored by eight and a half. I have the Ravens winning twenty seven to eighteen. Uh, Minshew will be starting most likely for the Colts. Gardner Minshew. Um, the Ravens have to be feeling better and better each day about the AFC North. Uh, the Bengals haven't looked great at all. Bang- uh, sorry, Ravens took it to them last week. Browns obviously losing Chubb. As we mentioned, Deshaun doesn't look great at all. <laughs> the Steelers' offense doesn't look great at all either. Uh, they just have to be feeling great, especially if they move on 3-0 and versus the Colts here, which I expect them to do. And, uh, you know, if you can have that much of a cushion – in a division that I thought was going to be like the, the toughest division in football, they can have that much of a cushion going into mm-hmm. week four. Yeah. I mean, the Ravens will have real Super Bowl aspirations. I mean, they already did, but if you can have that cushion yeah. on top of whatever they have left for a schedule, it'll be scary for the rest of the league if Lamar can get that much of a head start. Lamar's playing pretty well already. Uh, yep. Yeah. No, that. If you're a Ravens fan, you've got to be looking forward to that because this AFC North is already looking shaky outside of the Ravens. Yes. Um, I've got it a little closer. I've got a 28 to 22. This feels like a game where the Ravens don't come to play early and then they play late. This just uh this just feels like one of those games. I don't know why to me. I mean, they're banged up. Um, I'll give you that. They're banged up. They, I was gonna say they, they, they might come out and they might just make the statement like, okay, this AFC North is ours already, and then the AFC, like we're gonna take the AFC. So they might, and it might just come out and just be that defense just electric and a route. But this, the Ravens sometimes have have those games where the first half they just don't fully come to play because they know they're mm-hmm. better, and then in the second half, John Harbaugh's like okay guys let's, let's not do that and then they play well coach football and I think that's this Colts team's such a weird team like in situations you think they should 
absolutely get demolished sometimes they can just come to play and then other times when you're like oh maybe they can do something a little bit they'll get blown out of the water so i got it 28 22 i think the ravens have a huge second half gotcha next nfc battle uh lions at home favored by three and i have them winning by three 27 to 24 uh i'd be apt to pick the falcons in this game but again i just i'm not the biggest desmond ritter guy uh, he did make some throws last week, but I'm still very suspect of him. Uh, it will be in a dome since it's in Detroit. So that is good for the running attack of the Falcons. And I don't think the Lions can stop that running attack. So I think this will be decently high scoring at 27, 24. Wouldn't be surprised if it's in the thirties. Um, but at the end of the day, I think Goff and company get it done. This is my Favorite game of the one o'clock window. You've got my Detroit Lions versus the Atlanta, my Atlanta Falcons. Not actually my, obviously, but I'm just saying there are two teams that I'm fond of in the NFC. I've got Atlanta 28 to 26. I do think, I think right now they are playing very good football. Obviously, nice comeback win against the Green Bay Packers, who is a formidable defense and offensively has been playing pretty well throughout the season. It is in Detroit, which means their offense is going to be even more electric than it is on the road. But I think Bijan is a man amongst boys. There's been some runs already this season where you're like, that may be able to be done by like three or four running backs in the league. Special athlete. So I, he's super special. And like every week, he's justifying why they took him. Alrighty. So. I got Atlanta twenty-eight to twenty-six to get to three and zero on the season. I've never seen a flip-flop more than you on the Falcons, <laughs> and I get it, Bijan Robinson. Like I get it, but as far as quarterback goes, you could argue that they made a lateral move, if not a backwards move, for Mariota. I mean, Ritter might be slightly more athletic, but uh, Mariota's probably better with as far they as have a really... the ball. So they have a really good offensive line. They have one of the probably 10 best offensive lines in the league. You've got Bijan, who by the end of this season might already be a top five back in the league. You've got Tyler Algier, who was up a thousand for as a rookie last year. Drake London's a very was one of the best rookie receivers last year, even with subpar quarterback play. In last game, he was five for 68 and a touchdown. Kyle Pitts, super talented athlete. We'll see whatever happens with Kyle Armpitts. But um, <laughs> so we'll see there. Uh, Matt Collins is solid, but I like that. And then they picked up Jesse Bates defensively. That's definitely one of the best safeties in the league. And I just like, I think everything about this team is very well, is like well put together. Obviously it really just comes down to the quarterback and they, I mean, Jared Goff is very, Jared Goff is nice. When you give him protection, he can make all the throws. That's a lot of the quarterbacks in the league, but he makes great decisions when you give him great protection. So it's going to be a battle of the trenches here too because the Detroit has a top five offensive line, but I think Atlanta can pull it out. Gotcha. Packers at home are favored by a point and a half against the Saints. I have the Packers winning 25-20. to 20. I like a lot of what I've seen from the Packers thus far this season. Obviously, they coughed up that that game to the Falcons last week. Uh, the Saints, even though I have them winning, I believe, 11 games, didn't really like what I saw against Carolina. 
Derek Carr is obviously an upgrade, but he can still get kind of shaky in these games. Um, so I'm favoring Love and company at home. Home opener, by the way, for them against the Saints. Saints outside of a dome. Should be good weather, but especially if it's bad weather, I definitely favor the pack. So go pack, go. I think Aaron Jones is going to be back for this game, which is huge because he's definitely their most electric player offensively. And Christian Watson should be back this game too, and he's their best receiver. So they're definitely getting a boost there offensively. Defensively, they have they still have a very stout defense. I've got Green Bay 23-19. It's not gonna be an easy game. The Saints defense is yeah. real. They've been they've been real for the last four or five years now, but they're still strong as always. But I like Jordan Love. I like how, what he's been doing so far. Completion percentage needs to uptick a little bit, but six touchdowns to zero picks will always get the job done. So I like Green Bay 23-19. The definition of a trap game here, Dolphins at home, hosting the Broncos, home opener for the Dolphins as well, favored by six and a half. I actually have the Dolphins winning 28 to 22. Did not have the courage or the conviction to pick the Broncos, but it's right there for me. I I really want to pick them, but I can't. They haven't shown me enough to give me the courage to pick them. But if there was ever a trap game, it's this one right here. So, yeah, I got Miami and their high-powered offense. Probably no Jalen Waddle with a concussion. Um, but I have Tyreek mm-hmm. and them going off because this Broncos defense looks ugly. Looks absolutely ugly, and we thought it was going to be one of their strengths. Um, that being said, if Russ can at all move the ball and keep it close, maybe there's a chance they'll be the most desperate team here, clearly. Um, Sean Payton needs a win, but I believe the Dolphins will come out on top. Dolphins on top, 27-21. I'm picking the Broncos to get over 16. Last week showed me at least that they can do it. So 27-21, not going to pick them to win the game. If they win the game, I'll be super shocked. I understand it's a trap game, and I understand what you're saying, but because Sean Payton is a good coach, Russell Wilson has been playing better. They do have talent offensively and defensively. I can't say I'd be shocked. In theory, they could win this. In theory, they could win this game, but... Again, I guess I'm a Broncos hater. I'm shocked whenever they do things really well. So, and beating Miami is a really good thing. So, yeah, I'd be shocked if they won. But 27-21, I do think it will be a hard-fought game because you do have two very good coaches. Next, we got the Seahawks hosting the Panthers. Seahawks are favored by six and a half. I have the Seahawks winning huge, 31-14. to Andy Dalton will be the starting quarterback for the Panthers, by the way. Uh not much looking good for the Panthers. Uh, you even had Bryce Young lining up, not under center, but under guard out of the gun last week on the Monday night game, which was, uh, you don't see that often. So not much talent there. Not much looks good. You could even argue Dolan might be the better choice for them right now just to start the season. Um, so who knows? You could argue this is a trap game as well for the Seahawks, but extremely tough place to play, whether it's Dolan, whether it's Bryce Young. I got the Seahawks winning big. Uh, that probably won't be the case. I could see the Seahawks just coming out, playing an ugly game, make it like 22 to 12, but I got it 31 to 14. Seahawks. I've got a, tw- I've got a 29 to 16. Um, I kind of, I agree with you as well. I think that there is no reason at all why this game should be close. In theory. At all. There's no reason. 
Could be. Seattle does that sometimes, but there's no reason why this should be close. So I got them 29 to 16. They're just a better team all around, regardless of Bryce Young or Andy Dalton. What'd you say the spread was again? Six and a half. Six and a half. That's what I thought. Thank you. Now we got a disgusting four o'clock window. Uh, the Chiefs at home. They've got the Chicago Bears, who are under utter to- turmoil right now. Uh, 12 and a half again at home for the Chiefs. I got the Chiefs winning big 28 to 14. I just don't see it for the Bears or Justin Fields. Uh, someone said Justin Fields is going to be the most athletic footlocker employee of all time when it's all said and done. And that's how it's looking right now. Justin Fields does not look good. Uh, I've said that since his career started, but you know, it's neither here nor there. What do you got, Keenan? 31 17, Chiefs. I, yeah, I'm going to go 31 17. This offense isn't rolling, and it seems like the Chiefs right now are like. What I've seen was like 14 or 15 people for the Chiefs have caught a pass mm-hmm. this year. They're doing like what a New England would do early in the season and just trying out different things, and they can. And even trying out different things, they're going to probably blow the doors off the Bears because there's not much to write home about about the Bears. So, yeah, their defense has been playing well. I think their defense can maybe get six, get you six. I got 31-17. I could see maybe three different Chiefs catching a touchdown. Yeah, if there's ever a game to get your rhythm back, it's against the Bears. Uh, their defense isn't good. Their offense isn't good. There's nothing about at this home. at home, too, on top of that. Um, you know, if the Chiefs <laughs> limp out of this and it's a closer game than expected, then – you know, maybe something to worry about if you're a Chiefs fan, but I don't expect it. The Bears are literally probably the worst team in the league. <laughs> Again, Fields is not playing great at all. They ran the same play three <sighs> times, which led to a pick six, you know, near the goal line last week yeah. against the Bucks. Mm-hmm. Uh, all kinds of nastiness over there. Uh, it might actually be the next team that's the worst team in the league, though, too. So speaking of that great four I would say so but hey they got up 20 on the Giants and I think statistically the Bears are literally like 32nd in offense and 31st in defense so the Bears the Bears unfortunately yeah. for uh for Cardinals fans might be worse <laughs> they might be in the Caleb they will be in the Caleb Williams sweepstakes uh hold on I lost the uh listen I know Joe Joe really liked Justin Fields but I'm going to but Joe Gagner the USC guy, I'm pretty positive if they got Caleb Williams, Joe would be buying a jersey the second he got drafted to the Bears. Like, he would already have the jersey pre-ordered and ready. Shouts so, to Joe. I don't think I don't think any Bears fans, especially how it's gone so far, would hate that. But again, it's also quarterback purgatory going to the Bears. So hopefully if they got Caleb Williams, they would do everything in their power to make sure that he's good. Like once you get him the offensive line, I'm paying whomever, how much ever, and I'm gonna make sure at least he's protected. And I mean they've it. done a lot for fields. It just hasn't worked out. He just hasn't been as advertised yeah, at all. They're trying. He hasn't been as advertised at all. They're trying. Next we got the Cowboys. Again, as we mentioned, the Trayvon Diggs list Cowboys. They're also favored by twelve and a half going to Arizona. I have a big win excuse me, big win for them as well. Where are we at? 35 to 12 Cowboys over the Cardinals. Uh, 35 to 12. So I don't have it being that big. 
I do have them winning though about 27 to 9 and I do think that I think we see like maybe four defensive touchdowns this week. I think New England's getting you oh, one. Okay, okay, I think okay. Dallas is getting you I one. I thought you meant all. I thought you what? meant the Cowboys are getting you four defensive touchdowns. Oh four. no. And I only have met uh, they, uh, they would mean that they would mean they got four defensive touchdowns and missed an extra point because that's my twenty-seven. <laughs> that means insane. No, I think Dallas is getting you one. I think New England's getting you one. Honestly, I think KC's getting you one. And maybe Washington against Buffalo. I think that's kind of maybe something that they'll be able to mess off. But we'll see. But I think there could be at least three or if not four defensive touchdowns. I think this is going to be much like that opening game against the Giants for the Cowboys. Uh, if they get up 10 at all, it's going to be like, hey, pass for us, let's go. Like, let's just send them. And it's just going to get oh, ugly. Yeah. Like, that's just what this Cowboys team oh, has yeah. the capability of doing. Uh, just to elaborate more on the Cowboys, I am not – this is not to minimize Trayvon Diggs at all. This is not to minimize him at all. But if there was a defense who could afford to lose their number two corner, essentially uh, – or number one, whichever way you want to look at it, you could kind of split hairs with him and Gilmore. But if there's anyone who could afford to lose their starting Pro Bowl or All Pro corner, it's the Cowboys. Uh, they didn't lose Micah Parsons. There's all kinds of talent and speed on this defense. They're going to be okay, and they're going to keep stacking wins here, especially when they got easy matchups like the Cardinals early on in the season. They're going to be there at the end of the day. So long as they don't lose Micah or Dak, they're going to be just fine. Uh, there is enough talent mm-hmm. to go around and then some on that defense and enough athleticism on that defense. They're going to be more than fine. Yeah. Yes, they will be. Doesn't say I got nothing nothing else. else. 27-9. No, I was going to say 27-9 Dallas. They're going to probably get a defensive touchdown. Mike is the real deal. That defense is real. Offense. I don't even know what that offense is yet. They haven't had to do anything yet. I don't even know how good their offense is yet. I mean, they played pretty solid against the Jets, and the Jets definitely have a pretty good defense. But again, when you mentally know you have to get to eleven points to win a game, it's really not that sh- like it's not that strenuous of an offense. Like, hey, we need to put together one drive in sixty minutes, and we'll probably win because they might give us. They you're probably going to give us a touchdown. That's the so. thing. Dak almost threw him that yeah. pick six, sauced and corral it. Uh, that could have been a bit of a different game. I. That would have changed I still the think the Cowboys game. pull it away, but it definitely would have put some pressure on him because that Jets defense is obviously oh, no yeah. joke. But he didn't, and like yeah. you said, yeah, I mean, you know, the Cowboys can almost take these weeks when you've got the Giants and the Jets and the Cardinals. Your offense can basically take that as preseason. You know, I don't, I'm not saying they're taking these teams lightly, but when you've got that much firepower on defense and offense and it's just these easy games that you already got a leg up on, yeah, you can kind of just – figure it out on offense the way you said the chiefs are so don't turn the ball over that's literally it and you'll that's win. literally it uh don't, don't turn the haven't ball seen over. this ever back to back weeks weeks two and three two monday night games not sure why not necessarily mad at it either uh first one buccaneers hosting the eagles eagles oh whoa 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 sunday night oh shit my bad my bad that's right no you're good steelers you're good. You're at good. the Raiders, and I believe the Steelers are favored by two and a half. Yes, they are. Sorry, no, the Raiders are favored by two and a half. Uh, I got the Steelers winning by three, 23 to 20. Um, 
Really, just because Tom was an underdog. Really, no other reason. I do not like how the Steelers' offense looks at all. I am damn near all the way out on Kenny Pickett. I think he is as shaky as shaky gets. Um, well, I mean, he's not Zach Wilson, but I mean, he is shaky. He is absolutely shaky. He cannot complete a pass. He put one on the numbers to Pickens, and he took it to the house last week. But that's akin to the one Wilson threw to Wilson against the Cowboys. You know, uh, they each will throw you a good ball every once and again, but you better score it because who knows? What, you might not get it back after that. Uh, but yeah, I got the Steelers twenty-three to twenty. Steelers defense is still no joke. Raiders are a big question mark. Their defense isn't great. They got talent at a lot of positions. They've got a weird, very weird situation going on with Chandler Jones. If you're following that story, uh, but yeah, this is a weird game. Kind of a kind of a dull Sunday night game, but really there wasn't much across the board. They really could have put Pat's Jets there, you know, thinking Rogers was going to play. But good thing they didn't. Uh, or even Vikings Chargers. That would have been better. But yeah, I got the Steelers winning by th- Atlanta, Atlanta, Detroit yeah. would have been better. Miami, Denver even would have been well, better. Who knows? Like- this could be a great game. Uh, it's a legacy game. Steelers and Raiders. That was a big rivalry in the 70s. So it's a throwback to those games. But yeah, Steelers by three, and I'm not confident in it at all. Uh, this is a, a pick them for me, honestly. Yeah, I got Steelers by five, 22 17. Honestly, after the one o'clock slate, the four o'clock games. They're literally disgusting. The Sunday night could be solid. Monday night. Monday night's intriguing. Monday night's intriguing. I think those are two good games on Monday night. They're better games than they were in the preseason. Going into the season thinking Philly against Tampa. That's you would have been like, that's a route. And then you think going in thinking Cincy versus the Rams, that's a route. Now, how the season's going, it's going to be more interesting. Philly hasn't been playing the greatest of football. Tampa's played well, two 2-0 two teams. Got the 1-1 one one Rams going against Cincy 0-2. Backs against the wall. We'll see if Joe Burrow does end up playing. I think he honestly will. It's going to be interesting, though. I do think he will, though, because he, he is a gamer. Um, and he knows that they need the win. But we can go on with the first one, which is Philly versus Tampa in Tampa. Tampa. What's the spread? Four and a half for the Eagles. Uh, I don't know if this is a trap game as much as it's a sneaky, tough game. The Bucks have looked better than expected. Again, as we've mentioned before, they have enough talent left over from the Brady era. I mean, they still got Todd Bowles, but Baker Mayfield's comp- uh, excuse me, competent. You still got Mike Evans. You still got Godwin. You still got talent on the defense. Uh, they can make it tough on the Eagles, who have not looked good for through the first two weeks, especially when it comes to passing the ball. Now, their offensive line's good enough to where they can just say, hey, we're going to run it a million times like they did against the Vikings. So I still got the Eagles pulling away mm-hmm. here, 24 to 22. It's a close one, uh, but not confident in this result that I picked at all. I could absolutely see a world where the Buccaneers – not only win, but maybe even win by seven, you know, win by a touchdown. So I got the Eagles 24-22 in a better-than-expected game. I have the Eagles 30-20. to I do think they're well-coached, and they got a mini-bye. Playing on Thursday last week, Monday night, the longest uh, bye you can get without actually having a physical bye. So I think within that time period, they're going to correct a few things. Obviously... As it is with the Chiefs, as it's been with the Eagles, like when you lose your offensive coordinator, it does make it tough regardless. 
and you see offensively, I mean, obviously Andy Reid calls a lot of plays, but Eric Bieniemy was great over there. You got Shane Steichen. Um, he's gone. So now you got a new offensive coordinator. It takes a minute to get gelling offensively, and we've seen that with both of those two teams that were in the Super Bowl last year. Um, so I got Philly 30-20. to 20. I think that they do pretty well at making adjustments, and after these first two weeks they're going to see what they need to. It's going to be a competitive game, but I do think like they pull away late third get up two scores and then kind of battle between there. I like Hertz as a QB and I get the importance of losing your OC and such, but I also don't think he's exactly Joe Burrow or Justin Herbert or one of these guys from the pocket. You know, I think he's, I think no. he's very much, I've made this comparison before. I think he's very much like Russ early on with the Seahawks or even like an early Brady where he's got enough talent around him from the running back position, from the defense, from in his case, every single position group on his team. They've got loads of talent, um, yeah. and he's good enough. He is accurate, but I don't think he's necessarily like super talented with his arm, but he is, of course, a good enough quarterback. Mm-hmm. He's also not a game manager either, but he can kind of tone it down the way he's been playing the last two weeks. He's been doing more game manager stuff. But, yeah, once he figures out this offense yep. and they do find a rhythm, could be scary hours for the rest of the league. Should be scary hours, but yeah. we'll see. It is a slow start, but as we said before, your first four to six weeks now in the NFL, especially with the de-emphasization of preseason training camp, first four to six weeks are really kind of like a preseason. So if they could get ahead here, start three and zero with Dallas, that would serve them well. Because as we said, the Commanders they're right on their heels, and they could be, you know, playing at three and zero as you picked them to go. Um, our last game of the yep. week, though. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I was about uh, just go one on. more thing, real quick. Uh, bouncing off of your point, I do think like Burrow is such a natural thrower. Herbert is, Mahomes is, uh, Lawrence is. Like, and Hertz is not. Hertz is better, but Hertz is almost kind of like Josh Allen at times, like even Tua at times, where you like, kind of have scheme things around him to make him a little better. Like, I think Josh Allen, for all the talent in the world. I think when you scheme the offense for him and then let him ad-lib off of that, that's where you're at his best. I think that's the same with Jalen Hurts, which is why I think the OC changing makes things a little bit more difficult because I think Steichen did a really good job of knowing this is exactly what Hurts' strong points are, this is his weaknesses, this is where we'll get him in great positions and stuff like that. So bouncing off your point, I don't think he is one of those top-flight quarterbacks with his arm. He's great with his legs, and so he does need that rapport more so to be great. But we can move on to this last game, which is oddly interesting. Again, more interesting than I thought it was going Before to be. Before we get three. to this last game, I just want to make a point. Uh, I've been looking at a lot of mm-hmm. top 32 QB lists, and I heard someone say a couple weeks yeah. back that there's more more talent or better quarterback quality now in the league than there's ever been. I think I disagree with that. I don't want to, again, be that guy who's comparing to 10 years ago. But, man, 10 years ago when you had Brady, Rodgers, Breeze, and Manning all either in or at the end of their prime, on top of guys like Stafford, on top of guys who, like, I dislike this quarterback, but he had a ton Big of talent. Ben, like Jay Cutler, Phillip Big Rivers. Ben, Flacco. I mean, there was – I think there was a lot more quality Eli 10 was, years ago. Eli? Eli wasn't terrible either. No, there was – it's weird. So I think there might have been better quarterbacks then. There's more talent now. I think that with, like, how people grow up, I think, like, when you look at just arm talent 
and like how people can like throw the ball. Like Zach Wilson on an empty field throws the ball beautifully. Like he has like he has a great arm. He has a very strong arm. Like he can time throw out, from different out, platforms out, and out, things. Out, I'm not. This is you just said on an empty. Kyle, no, that's you a said fact. on an empty field. No, no, no. The fuck? No, no, no. You, you I mean, like any quarterback no, across no, no, history. No. And I know what you mean. I get, I get that no. Zach Wilson was taken for his arm talent and his, his kind of like Josh Allen, his well, backyard cor- ability. But you literally just said on an empty field, no. Zach Wilson no, looks good. No, no, no. That's what like, I mean. Anybody looks good. That's on what an empty I mean. Field, but no, no. They make a. <sighs> But like Brady can't throw from the same platforms that no, Zach Wilson. No, I know what you. I know exactly that, what you that, mean. That's that's exactly, what I'm saying. But I, I know, know exactly what, you're what you saying. mean. But I'd also say I could put Rodgers, Stafford, and Cutler from ten years ago. I could put up their arm talent against just about anybody in NFL history too. Uh, so I mean, we. I, I would say that and, era had their fair share of strong arm quarterbacks too. Flacco, Flacco not as mobile, but also a strong arm quarterback. Uh, Big Ben and. Un- Oh, for sure. Quarterback, but I mean, as far as just pocket awareness with what you had with Breeze, Brady, Manning, Rivers, Roethlisberger, even once he really got the hang of it, because he was kind of a Deshaun Watson as quarterback to begin with, but even uglier. Like he would have a lot of games where he'd throw for like 172 yards and a win. But I don't know. I think there was more quality, and I don't think the talent was that far off from 10 years ago to now, especially like I said, when you consider Rodgers, Cutler, Stafford. I'm sure there's some I'm forgetting. Um, I don't know. I think I think quarterbacks easier to play than ever nowadays. It seems that way anyway. No, and Especially when you go through the top and that, thirty-two. That was where I was getting to. That's where I was getting to because, like, again, what I was meaning by Zach Wilson, I it was looks just good saying, on an like, empty field. When you throw him, when you put him in a game, he's not good. When you when you put him on all. a front yard, but like, kid looks like a Hall of Famer. But but I'm saying like his arm talent is insane. Like he can like the way way he can throw it and everything. Like obviously we had some quarterbacks as you named, but like when you're going through, you've got Mahomes, Herbert, you've got obviously Rodgers is still playing. He's injured. Stafford's still playing, but he's injured. Like just like the way quarterbacks are kind of groomed now, they're throwing they're throwing and like showing their talent like that in the much younger age, but. When it comes to reading defenses and things, I feel like people can almost be a little bit behind, and that's where you because you because people use their legs more and they run out more, so they don't have to like Lamar uses leg. I mean, Lamar's a different case because it's Michael like he's a Michael Vick esque quarterback, but there's a lot of people who use their legs a lot, so they have to develop that pocket awareness to where I think a lot of the old quarterbacks they weren't as mobile so they had more pocket awareness more control and they are better quarter I would say there's more emphasis on. on the strong arm because of Mahomes and what he's done but I don't think I don't think that's ever really it's emphasized more now but we've always had those type of prospects across NFL history Oh of course I mean we had Jamarcus Russell and I mean, we we've always had when you it's they feel like it's easier to I mean, teach even like Trubisky, how to do it than what the quarterbacks like Trubisky are. six years ago uh, even Kaepernick ten years ago I mean we so that's always been we've had yeah, it it's just growing for sure but, but like I'm quali- just saying, like the best quarterback I don't think the, the quality like the best I don't think the changed. quality top to bottom though is near what it was even five six years ago I just think it's I just think it's dropping off and I think you see that I think you see a lot of teams here who can build quality seasons even without uh, all pro quarterback or even a pro bowl level quarterback to some degree. 
probably base yeah, level at least playable fair. though. But anyway, last game because we got other stuff to get to here. Bengals at home versus the Rams. Bengals are now a three-point favorite. At one point, I think it was two and a half. I think it opened, or even before last Sunday's games, it might have even been a seven-point favorite for the Bengals. Uh, it's all the way down to three. I actually have the Bengals losing 28-20 to 20 versus the Rams. I think the Rams get it done. I don't like any single thing I've seen from the Bengals thus far this season. And, uh, yeah, it could be over for them after this game. They need this game, but... The Rams are a formidable opponent. Stafford's playing pretty well. That whole team in general is playing pretty well, which is more than what you can say about the Bengals at this point. You can't even say they're playing pretty well. Uh, Jamar Chase has done nothing. Burrow has looked hurt as he is, but he hasn't looked good either. He has not looked good at all. Uh, The defense, they haven't looked great. Uh, So nothing has really looked good for the Bengals. They don't give me any reason to pick them. I would love to pick them. I would love them to be going toe-to-toe with the Ravens here down the stretch. That's what I had it as in my preseason prediction. Had them facing, because I think they face each other the last week of the season. I had that being for the AFC North title. I just don't think that's going to happen. The Bengals could very well, of course, get to one and two, but man, they've given me no reason to pick them. They've given me no reason to believe that. Other than they need this win, what, I mean, other than the desperate team theory, what else can you give me that they should win this game against the Rams? Track record. Track record? Yeah. They did this exact same thing last year. The year before, they were a team. They were a young team that ended up going to the Super Bowl. Obviously, they lost to this Rams team, but this Rams team is not the same tell Rams me, team at all. Tell me, who this week, more, but, tell me who their week three team was last year, though. Yeah, they played the Jets last year. I and understand Wilson. that. Stafford. Okay. Yeah, they it's played. It's a better team than yeah. that Jets team. I They have a better quarterback. I don't know if it's a better team. The Jets last year were about a 500 team, and with a quarterback, they could have competed with just about anybody. That defense was great. The but run they, game was very have, good. But they Everything about that team was. That's the thing. It was still Zach Wilson and the Jets. No. Yeah, no, they didn't have a quarterback, and but I'm and saying Stafford and the Bengals at least gave yeah. you something in those games. They gave you literally nothing against the Browns and they gave you maybe. So you think Joe Burrow's bad so far? Yeah, he's looked bad. He has not looked good these first two weeks. Do you think he's going to continue to be bad? Has he given anything to show me that he's look, going to look good in week three and weeks one and two? No, he hasn't. He the, hasn't. Can, the entirety of his career. I'm talking. I'm talking yes, about I'm, right I'm now, going in this right now league and week yeah, three. But, I don't think Joe Burrow's fallen off, off I'm by saying he's not means. playing well, and he's hurt, and the Rams are a decent team. They competed with – they lost by a I, touchdown to the best team in the league last week, whereas the Bengals – Yeah, then they played a C the, game. I know the they Bengals played, have looked good for maybe one the, quarter. The four, You're giving me one quarter of work. No, I understand that. And Joe Burrow looked good the last quarter he played a football. Um, what I'm saying is I have confidence the fact that the Joe Burrow I've seen for two and a half years because he got injured his first year can play against – can play in week three. Joe Burrow ain't playing defense. I have a feeling that – no, he's not playing defense. You're right. Um, The defense that's been playing the last two years, I feel like like a team – who's had their back against the wall multiple times and done very well in that situation can manage to do it again. That 
I'm taking it off of that. I mean, if I was to take it off of Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs and they played bad the two weeks, I could say that off of their pedigree, they could go win a game that is a must-win game. If they lose and I'm wrong, then I'm wrong. That's fine. I have the Bengals 28-23. It's not like it's going to be a route in my mind. I think it's going to be a close game. But I do think one of the most talented offenses in the league with the second-best quarterback in the league can manage to find the way to win a must-win game. I do think that. So it doesn't I, look good for him. The, it doesn't look great. And, no, obviously Joe Burrow is is hurt. I understand that, like, but he's dealt with injuries before, and he's come, he's worked through injuries before, even during the season. So, I do think that it's going to be if Joe Burrow for some reason gets much worse and doesn't play, then yeah, that changes the entire conversation because again, losing arguably the second best player in the entire league, yeah, that's going to change the entire conversation. But if he's on the field, that means he's good enough to play. He's good enough to play. He's the best quarterback and the best player going into that game. In theory, I mean, I look. I just have it like the Bengals' offensive line isn't playing well. The defense isn't playing well. Their number one receiver has done nothing. Their quarterback is not playing well. And there's talk about Joe Joe Burrow possibly going on IR because his cap's so bad. All that on top of a again a decent Rams team, not a great Rams team, but one that's gonna be competing and going to be not tanking. And again, Stafford looks pretty damn good. Uh, got a little questionable mm-hmm. in the second half of that Niners game. But overall, I mean, like, again, you could argue a top five quarterback in the league when healthy. I don't know. I think it's going to be a first 120 minutes of the season. They haven't played. I think it's well. going to be a very that, tough game for them. And I think they will. But, they do win. It's going to be by the skin of their teeth. They need it. Because if not, those two, two divisional games yeah. in weeks one and two, and then you go to 0-3, eh, it's just not going to look well. Of course they need it, but I don't I don't think a team – I do you think right now, if Bur- Burrow health fine for the rest of the year, do you think the Bengals can win a Super Bowl? If he's healthy, Or at least compete healthy. for one. No, I'm just, if, I had the Bengals. Yes, I, had the Bengals, I think that if Burrow's the playing, he's enough. But he's not healthy. He looks if, not 100% at all. Say the least. No, he doesn't look a hundred percent. But if he's playing in the game, he is good enough to play. I've always he's good enough to play. That I'm going to take him as he's good enough sure. to play. Maybe. I mean, yeah. So if We're that's also... the if that and if that's the case, I have confidence. I don't think that they've now because they lost a game against the Browns, which they always lose. And then they lost against the Ravens, which has always been a tough game for them. Two divisional games. Obviously, they did not look good at all against the Browns, and they looked pretty decent in the second half against the Ravens. The first half, they didn't look good at all. So I understand they played six out of the eight quarters. And no, they did not and no look preseason. Great. You can't overlook that. They went from no reps to two divisional games where they did not look good. Again, we're by the mm-hmm. time this game kit, same thing. By the last time this year. game, but it's not though. Going against the Jets and Zach Wilson, not off of two divisional losses last year, I believe, too, right? The first two weeks weren't you, divisional losses. But one week one was week two. No, they lost to Dallas and Cooper Rush, and then they lost week one. They lost to Pittsburgh. That's what I mean. It's a, uh, TJ Watkins injured that game. That Burrow threw four picks, played terrible. It's a bit different. And then they week three, obviously, they played against the Jets. But again, Burrow doesn't play against the Jets offense. They play against the defense and the Jets defense is 
probably better than the Rams defense. I just don't see it. And we're also, so, and we're I mean, also- you just said Burrow doesn't play offense. I'm mean, play defense. Matt Stafford doesn't play off a defense either. So, I mean, no, but I'm also saying this is a better Rams team than that Jets team. You're down two in the division, and we're talking about a healthy Burrow last year. We're talking about an unhealthy Burrow this year. I'm just saying all signs point to a Rams victory more so than a Bengals victory. The Bengals have given me no real reason other than you said the history, but the history is just a bit different than what's going on this week. That's all. And again, by the time this game kicks off on Monday night, we'll be 16. Days removed from an 82-yard passing performance from Joe Burrow. It's not like, you know, he's been lighting it up out here. Mm-hmm. You know, he's again, he's had probably one good quarter total, and uh, even then, yeah, he's played. I'd say he played a good second half against the Ravens, and I made one bad one bad pass. Good second half. I otherwise, I don't see it yeah. personally. That's just me though. I don't. I still think the Bengals, as of right now, obviously Joe Burrow, if he f- goes out, but if he's playing football, which he supposedly is right now, I think they can still go to and win the Super Bowl. I think they're still that team. If they are that team, this game they have to have. Regardless of whatever happens, you have Jamar Chase, who is the best receiver on the field. They have T. Higgins, who is the second best receiver on the field. They have the best quarterback on the field. They are the better team they should win this. We'll see. They have to win this. If they don't, then we come back on Monday and the sky is falling in Cincinnati and may, they're probably not making the playoffs. You never know. It all depends because they still have a tough schedule. So we'll see. It's not looking good. It's not looking good. That's all I can say. I would love to pick the Bengals here. But no, it does. I couldn't do it. It doesn't look great, but, you know, it is. I guess it is what it is. So going through this right now, just to quickly see, we have five games different, so we'll be able to – someone's going to make a jump. Someone at least is going to have a better record than the other person during the week, or at least they should. In theory, they Unless should. we have some ties, multiple so, ties during the week. Unless, yeah, unless you have, like, multiple ties or whatnot, but – it's going to be a fun week. I'm very excited for it. Yeah, it's a weird – like, yeah, it ended up being a good slate because it's a weird slate of games, especially, like you said, that 4 o'clock – excuse me, that 4 o'clock slate's ugly. Yeah. But, you know, the combination of that Lions-Falcons game, Chargers-Vikings, uh, Packers-Saints, which isn't a knock-your-socks-off game, but they're at least all no. close games, or they should be, you know? And then uh, even Titans Browns, that's going to be an ugly game, but that should be at least wild enough, you know. So you got you got at least yeah. bare minimum chaotic games there. Um, so it should be a good slate. And then you know, I think yeah. we got better games of week it, four. I, yeah. I looked the other day, but can't really remember off the top of week four. We probably got some better ones. So. Lions Packers, we got week four. Falcons Jags will be a solid game. Uh, Bucks Saints with the way they're playing is interesting. Dolphins Bills Bengals oh, Titans. This is all the one o'clock Commanders Eagles, and then in the four o'clock Patriots Cowboys you have uh, Jets Chiefs, which was gonna be really cool on Sunday night, but uh, yeah. But yeah, no, there's some pretty solid games next week. Next week's got a pretty good slate of games. One at least in like each really block, and at least. On Sunday night, you can watch Mahomes play good football. So, 
Or at least you should. Well, listen, this was the Warner Brothers podcast. We will be back on Monday to review all these games uh, before mm-hmm. before the Monday night game. So you won't even get our reaction to if Burrow and the Bengals lose until Thursday night. Maybe we'll come back on Tuesday. Who knows? Who knows? But this was the Warner Brothers podcast. Kickoff is in about 15 minutes for Giants Niners. We'll be yep. out of here. But we will be going live on the Live Take app. Download the Live Take app. Warner Brothers podcast. Kyle and Keenan will be debating on there football at some point basketball who the hell else knows what else really that's probably it because it's all sports we won't be debating music on there music we can debate on here but definitely basketball and football and definitely football for For the next month or two so we'll see yeah sounds good uh warner brothers podcast and we're out